Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We're in a series called Questions All Summer Long. The next question up is this. You know, I just feel really dirty. I feel guilt. I feel shame. And I'm a Christian. Uh, can you, how, do you, how do you explain this, Pastor Mark? Hey, well, let's jump into that in just a second. Hello there, and welcome to the Believer's Church Podcast. A podcast about real people, real problems, and real answers. Podcasting from the beautiful East Tennessee mountains. Here's your host, Pastor Mike Friday. You know, so many people have not been walking with Jesus their whole life and kind of tallied up a lot of sins, mistakes, and failures from their past. But so many believers still feel guilty and shameful. Now, guilt and shame, I want you to hear this are not God's tools for a believer, but they are tools God uses in this world of those who should feel some guilt and shame, right? Let's go to Romans 1, Romans 1.18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. On down in verse 32, it says, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Now, in other words, we've lost our shame and, and guilt, and we can just do about anything in this world, and there's no problem to it, because we need to remind ourselves of who we are talking about when we say guilt and shame here, okay? So the, here's the thing. The wicked, the Bible says, are guilty in Psalm 1-5. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So if we're talking about a non-believer, you should feel you know, not a sense of shame, like I can't approach this God, because God's calling you to come and receive his forgiveness and his grace and his mercy. But you ought to know that you are guilty. But here we go. For those of us who are in Christ, those of us who are believers, Romans 8.1 says this, one of my favorite verses in Scripture. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, I think, Part of the reason Christians feel guilty and shame is because we just have a hard time believing that what God's Word says about us is true. So to a believer, I would say guilt and shame are not God's tools. You know, in Revelation 12, 10, it says, For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them, talking about us, day and night before God. And he works on our hearts also, saying, Man, listen, this God, you're talking, you can't go to him. Look how dirty you are. You, you're shameful. You need to get cleaned up before you can ever go to him. The Bible says he's a liar. Scripture says he's a liar. And John 8, 44 says when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So if we wait till our lives are cleaned up to approach a holy God, listen, none of us will ever go to the heavenly father. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to keep us from experiencing the grace and forgiveness of God who demonstrates his love for us, and that while we're still sinners, he died for us, right? Romans 5, 8. And in Colossians 2, 13 and 14, it says, And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This is, he, this is what he did. He set it aside. And the scripture says he nailed it to the cross. So it's a done deal. We're no longer guilty because of what Christ has done. In Hebrews 4, 16, it says, let us then with confidence, 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 not cockiness, confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help 
in the time of need. So guilt and shame should never, ever keep us from a holy God. Guilt and shame should drive us to repentance, though. There's the key. You know, it's a problem when a believer has a higher view of his own opinion than he does of God's word. And that's always, folks, that's always going to get us in trouble. I mean, but none of us should look back at the things we've done and say, well, that's just so shameful. No, in Ephesians 5.12, I think, yeah, 5.12, it is disgraceful, it says, even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. Now, I don't want to elaborate or celebrate my sin. And if you've ever heard someone give their testimony, and let's say it's a 10-minute testimony, and eight minutes of it they use to talk about what a wreck they were, and then they're like, oh, yeah, the last two minutes say, Jesus showed up and I got saved and I guess I'm going to heaven. That's just not a good way to share your testimony. Yes, all of us should look back saying, you know, I was wrong, I was guilty before God, and it was shameful what I did. But I don't need to be ashamed because today, listen, today, I've got to remind myself of who I am. I've been declared righteous. You have too. I've been forgiven. So have you. He's canceled my debt. I don't celebrate my former life, but I'm not defined by it. My sins have been forgiven, past, present, and future. Know your true identity, folks, in Christ, and celebrate what he's done in your life. Now, I mean, not the sins you've committed, right? Let's go back to the Gospels. We'll wrap this one up. Think about the people around Jesus that used to be lepers. Have you ever thought about this? Great source of shame. And they were separated from others. Even though you had done potentially nothing to get it, I mean, part of our testimony is kind of like this. God has delivered us from shameful things, but God does not call us to shame, right? So I want to make sure when a person says, I'm dealing with guilt and shame, I want to ask the question, why? Why? Have you sought God's forgiveness? Have you received his provision? You know, David in Psalm 32, I think it's a great example of a guy. I don't know if he was experiencing shame and guilt, but if a person has unconfessed sin, they're going to feel something. The key is this. You ready? Unconfessed sin. Do you have unconfessed sin in your life? You never meant to live that way. And a Christian should not live in unconfessed sin. If you do, I think you're going to sound something like David in Psalm 32, uh, verses 3 and 4. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Listen, when I've got unconfessed sin in my life, it does weigh me down. But when I confess it, I am no longer guilty. I am declared righteous because if I confess my sin, God is faithful and just, and he will forgive me of my sins and purify me from all unrighteousness. So when we confess our sin, God declares us innocent. And we acknowledge that it was shameful, but we're not to feel shame. Because shame will drive me from the Father, not to the one, not to what defines me, is Jesus Christ. That's who has forgiven me. So listen, know your identity in Christ. Don't let shame, don't let guilt keep you from the Father. Keep you from what God wants you to be. Know who you are in Christ. Hey, thanks for joining us.
on today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Believer's Church Podcast. Visit us online at www.believerschurch.tv Facebook.com slash believerschurch.tv Follow Pastor Mike at twitter.com slash Mike Friday and instagram.com slash mfreallife Check out the other podcasts all about life and the world. Until next time, keep it real and come on.